What's going on, everybody? Uh, Mike, back again. Uh, sorry for the uh, little layoff. Uh, it's pretty busy doing some uh, business-related stuff um, over the past couple weeks, so haven't had a chance to really record anything. Uh, but here we are. Uh, new episode today. Uh, today, just want to talk about um, uh, making an occasional mistake. Um, so first, I mean, there's there's two schools of thought when it comes to investing. Some people like to use a predetermined, pre-laid out, uh, organized set of rules, you know, a, a, a system um, that could be, you know, clearly written down and coded into a computer. Uh, other guys like to just kind of use their, their own intuition, their own gut feel, their own uh, experience and be able to just... Uh, make reads and um, uh, you know use visual aids and things like that uh, to to make decisions. Uh, you know, buying and buying or selling uh, a stock or a market. How much? You know, knowing when to you know take some off, add some more um, uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, some guys on the discretionary side. Um, you know, can I think maybe maybe do it well, uh, at least for a little bit, um, when they're when I think their personal lives are are stress free, when they don't have a lot of other things going on, um, you know, uh, any other you know uh, business or or personal uh, commitments that they have, because you know trading uh, and investing. Uh, just like doing any other any other uh, job, well, you know, requires kind of a full focus and and in investing, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities. So, you know, if you're busy and if you are stressed and you're doing other things, you run the risk of you know forgetting, or you run the risk of um, you know, just not having the energy that day and and your your mental. Your, your mental capacity to, you know, process information well, objectively, and, uh, um, you know, stay patient, and all those things, um, you know, we'll lose, we'll lose effectiveness. Um, I think, I think that's that, you know, that style was the, was the, was the style of choice for a lot of people, um, probably, maybe until computers became, you know, a thing. Uh, and then I think, you know, the, the, you know the nerds, uh, the math guys and science uh, engineer guys, uh, said, "Oh, you know, we like organization. We love numbers anyway. Let's see if we can uh, code uh, our rules um, into the computer, and you know, uh, create some systems, and then just like, and then just follow that, you know, uh, you know, forever, so to speak." So, I think that was the, like the natural progression, and then what I think the systematic guys, you know, the computer guys found over time was that, hey, oh man, you know what, like, those mistakes I was making, you know, the times I would forget, the times I was busy at work, or I had a, you know, a personal issue, whether it be like health issue, or, you know, whatever, just got busy in life, you know, my system, you know, was like, basically, basically never, um, never losing its edge, because it's always on, you know, it's, it's always sharp, it's always it always takes the signals it doesn't miss any signals so it doesn't miss any big trends it doesn't it doesn't you know uh give some give some positions you know a little extra room because you know i 
you know, in my discretionary intuition felt like, oh, you know what, I've seen this pattern before, you know, it's probably going to reverse, uh, you know, uh, I'll just give it a little bit more room, and then it doesn't work, and, you know, whereas the, the, the coded system was just so strict and, and clear cut that, you know, it was unforgiving as far as, um, you know, uh, you know, sticking to the rules, uh, it always had, it always followed them, it was 100% disciplined, and I think, I think, the the systematic guys figured out it's like oh you know what this is probably better this is working better because I am the traitor you know the the weakest link here you know like the system works um, you know and there's a lot of different systems that work you know in that they produce money uh, you know so they they profit over time but um, but anytime I get in there and you know, start working my own discretion, my own feelings into it, um, that seems to uh, degrade the um, the performance over time. Sure, they may get lucky once or, you know, once or twice or something like that when, you know, they, they feel good, they think, oh, I outperformed my system. Um, but o- over time, uh, it seems that sticking to the system was better. Uh, so that's where I think the, you know, the progression has been. Um, obviously, you know, now it doesn't mean that guys who have a system in a computer, it doesn't mean that they follow it all the time either. Like they, they still have to execute it. They still have to do what it says. Um, but, um, at least they know what they should do, or let's say at least they know what the system tells them they should do. Um, you know, and then ultimately at the end of the day, it's up to them to pull the trigger or not. Um, you know, some guys do for a while and, and then they make, you know, and then they, you know, override it or whatever. And, um, I think that leads to the, what I would call the title of this podcast and title of a, you know, the recent blog post I wrote, which is an occasional mistake and an occasional mistake can cost you uh, big time over, over the long run. Um, not saying any one mistake can, can kill you, but like, you know, like, sure it could, if your mistake is to, double up or triple up on a loser and and ride that thing into the ground or be short some market and and you know defend it at all costs and and cut your winners to fund this loss that you have a a personal um investment in and in, in not like in not in not money but your ego and that you want it you want to see it work um then, then you, you'll be, you know, uh, you'll be inclined to do the wrong things, and, and sure, you may take a huge, huge loss or worse, or you know, go broke or something. But you know, like um, little mistakes over time, which you know, some guys, um, you know, like I said, even with systems, uh, might do from time to time, in that they. Uh, you know what they pull a winner too fast or you know they lighten up because it's you know looks too parabolic or it's gone up or down too fast or you know whatever um or they hear you know uh their buddy who they haven't heard from a while uh, in a long time ask him about this particular trade if it's been a winner it's like oh god you know this guy's been this i haven't heard from this guy forever now he's asking about this um you know, ah, this is probably the end of the trend, you know, because everyone's caught on, you know, things like that, where may, they may, they may override their systems, and then, you know, it costs them because, you know, the trend keeps going, or you know, whatever, um, so, um, you know, there are, there are times when overriding, 
signals may, may work out. You know, uh, who, who the hell knows when? I, I, I haven't done it. So I, I can't tell you that, oh, that, you know, whew, I got lucky with that one. Like, that was the right move, pulling that thing. Or, or uh, you know, to double up on this in this one case or to lighten up because, uh, you know, for whatever reason. But um, I can tell you over time, it, it's probably not a good idea um, because your success at it, if you do override some systems and you do have some success and you're like, ah, see, I can outperform this system. This system is like dumb sometimes and I know when to not follow it. That will likely increase your odds of failing uh, or making even more mistakes or even or, or even a bigger mistake in, in the future uh, because you think you know. Uh, and that's what I think the whole you know premise of following a system uh, is for. It's like you don't know what's going to happen, what's going to work, well, what trades are going to work, what's not going to work. So you know what? I might as well just follow every signal I get. Um, and when I think you start to go against that, the odds over time um, you know, go, go against you. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I know there is the... I know there is the allure of you not adhering to some discipline, like a diet. Like, I don't need a diet. I just have good genetics, and I can eat whatever I want and look great and be strong and this and that. Just like my investors, I don't need to have some system. I can just see it. I know when to pull the trigger. I know what trades to take, which ones to avoid, blah, 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 blah. And my performance is still good, if not better than yours. Like, that... You know, you, and, and you may get lucky for you know a couple you know, a couple of trades, maybe even longer, and you look like a genius or something like that, and uh, you attract some money. Um, but I think in the end, as history has shown, and what I think a lot of veteran investors have have uh, you know the the message that they have been uh, pumping out over time is that it tends to be better just to follow the thing, and you know to to have your to have an organized uh, set of rules uh, before you get started, and then once you get started day one, uh, to just follow that thing, like uh, because uh, I believe you know, and they may not admit this, but um, you know, some guys might admit this off the record, is that they've hurt their performance. Like their performance could be even better if if they just stuck to the dumb old system, you know, and and likely the reasons that they didn't were, you know, lack of patience or um, some ego-driven uh, trade, you know, like they're overlaying their fundamental uh, view of the markets on top of their system, you know, or they don't believe that, you know, like maybe the last like, uh, you know, since the 09 stock market bottom for the stock investors out there, you know, a lot of guys have underperformed, I think, because they're probably overlaying their their fundamental view on on the markets, where the 08 crisis was so ingrained in them, it, it scared them so much. Um, and seeing what happened after that, you know, given the bailouts and and the and the uh, the capital injections to the Fed and other banks, they're like, you know, this we're on shaky ground. You know, we we sh- this is you know what we sh- I'm afraid of the next crash. Like I'm not gonna get burned again. So you know what. When I get the signal, if I get the signal to go long, like I'm not going long with a with a full position. I may go half, or I may go a, a quarter or three quarters or something. But what happened? You know what's happened is that 
the trend has continued to run, and this has been one of the biggest bull runs in history, and here those people are with a light position, and they're underperforming. So, and this is going on years. So, you know, meanwhile, their systems may have just said, like, if they're, you know, suspecting, if, you know, I, I'm assuming uh, a lot of guys use simple, you know, trend indicators, like, you know, 52-week highs or or the uh, the golden cross, which is like the, the 50 moving, uh, 50 day moving averages when, when it crosses over uh, above the 200 day moving averages, um, that, that may, you know, be in their system to say, oh, the trend is now up. They may see, you know, when they get those signals to go long, just like, oh my God, the, the golden, it's, you know, the golden cross is telling us to buy, like, stocks are making 52 week highs, like, I'm not buying this. Like we we just we just almost avoided another Great Depression. Like no no I I can't I can't pull the trigger here. This is no because I think we're gonna roll over at some point. You know and they use all of this fuzzy sort of logic you know from the past and then um, you know their fear from the past and their anxiety about the future and that you know a future rollover is gonna happen. Um, so they you know they skimp on their on on their discipline. And that's why I think the main, you know, I think the main reason why indexes, you know, the big benchmarks that many uh, stock funds um, compare themselves to, uh, outperform them because the indexes have perfect discipline. Everyone knows what they're doing, right? The the signals, you know, the S&P index is no mystery. It's not a mystery system. It rewards market cap it trades the you know the top 500 you know market cap companies in the u.s um it basically rides winners cuts losses um you know and weights uh it weights each each market depending on its market cap um and you know it takes a long only stance so you know there's there's no mystery in that and it's not very difficult to create a a similar performing, if not better performing index. Um, but so many people prefer to, you know, either, um, you know, uh, try to create a similar index, but they create it with this overlay of their poor discipline. You know, the index is perfect discipline. It's always going to take its signals, right? It's, it's not bound by anyone. It's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's a robot, you know? So the robot doesn't give a shit about, you know, I, I feel this way. Uh, you know, uh, Janet Yellen, Greenspan, uh, Bernanke just said this. Uh, you know, Trump is on president. Oh, fuck. I can't, I can't, you know, buy this market. This market's crazy. No, 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 no. Because the backdrop, the fundamental backdrop is so terrible. No. And, and you know what? Uh, markets are overvalued. And, uh, yeah, no. This market looks too long in the tooth. You know, how much more could it go up? You know, we're at... Uh, all-time highs in terms of valuation and blah 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 it's like all these things like the robot stupid index doesn't even know exists it's it's dumb all it cares about are its rules and it follows its rules to the t and it has doesn't care about having fun doesn't care about being uh patient impatient it just does its thing and um that's a very difficult thing to beat for uh, say it's very difficult for a human to beat, uh, especially one that has uh, a business with stresses and, you know, a spouse and a family with bills and this and that. Like the robot 
stupid trading index has no bills, it has no stress, it has no feelings. So it could do anything uh, with perfect discipline all the time. And I feel like that's, that's a huge edge um, and a real big reason why indexes uh, pretty much double up people's, uh, you know, the average investor's performance over time. Um, and I believe that'll likely continue because people are going to continue to make poor decisions. And, you know, even if they know the secret sauce, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, I think a lot of people today are so concerned about getting the secret sauce that they think that's what matters. Like, oh, if I just knew what the system was, like, you you know, we know what the fucking system is. This is what it is. Uh, Go look at the S&P. Go look look at the Dow. Go look, you know, like... Go look at any um, you know fancy trader. Like y- y- you can you can follow along, um, basically what they're doing and and reverse uh, engineer it, um, and then trade that going forward and you know uh, generate some pretty good hypothetical performance. But hypothetical really doesn't mean shit because you need to actually do it. Um, sure, you know what to do, but th- you have to give credit and you ha- there is something to be said for actually doing it. Um, there are a lot of smart people out there. Um, there are a lot of very capable people that in theory could do it, but what counts is doing it. And there's a lot less people that actually do it. Um, and that can do it longer than a day or longer than a week or a year or or forget about a lifetime. Um, that, that is where, uh, the true edge lies in, in my mind. Um, you know, having done this for six, seven years now, um, testing, you know, hypothetically thinking about and talking to other traders about, uh, you know, changing rules and this and that and making rules better. It's like, it doesn't, those are all, you know, things that likely take you even further south in terms of performance. Um, you know, a good, a good system followed 100% of the time is so much, you know, performs so much better than a perfect system um, followed intermittently, you know, uh, less than 100%, like I said, because the occasional mistake can destroy you. Um, And that I think is a, uh, you know, uh, a real risk out there that maybe not a lot of people are talking about, uh, because it really forces you to admit that no, it's you that made the mistake. You know, it forces you to take responsibility for for your lack of performance, your underperformance versus your peers or or even your hypothetical, you know, back tests, returns or something like that. Um uh I I think um I don't know what else to say much about it, but um you know, think about that maybe in your own investing um or even in your own lives outside of investing like your own diet like pretty pretty good chance like you can just go up and look look up like a very effective um diet for free uh training regime for free online and get a plan for you know to get lean to get healthy get whatever and you know try to follow it for for a day try to follow it for a week and see what feelings come up and and then imagine you're getting paid to do it and then your feelings will even amplify. Uh, and that's what investing is. Like when you tie money to this stuff, um, you're gonna have a lot of feelings. So I feel if you can't 
execute your thing, uh, your strategy, your 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 plan uh, without perfect discipline, um, you need to likely probably it probably makes sense to pay someone to do it for you because you know one mistake uh, can fuck you up um, and really set you back um, and just just ask the people you know in you know the last ten years the you know, say the, keep it with the stock investors you know there's a lot of stock investors out there many people didn't know what they were doing the the o seven o eight um trend uh really freaked them out and you know they bailed out near the bottom on their strong feelings and then their strong feelings remain in the in, in inside and they did not uh pull the trigger again when the new buy signal came and there they missed that one so it was a double whammy and now this could likely set you back forever like you're not going to make up 50 to 200% of underperformance um over time you're not going to live long enough um that's a huge huge miss huge huge failure um in a lot of people's uh, portfolios a lot of people's um uh you know personal investing plans uh that uh, uh that I, I just think we just like can't afford to make, you know, there's like, especially now, cause there's no, <laughs> there's no interest rates to really like, you know, take it, take it easy um, to, you know, step out of the markets and throw your money in the bank and like, okay, you know what? Like in a couple of years, I'll make all this back because interest rates are so good. Like I don't have to take much risk. I'll just leave it here and I'll, I'll, I'll compound and uh, I'll get back to even or make up that performance in no time. Like now, it's virtually, it's, you know, interest rates are virtually non-existent if you want to take, quote unquote, no risk, like in a savings account or a CD or a 90 day, you know, T-bill or something, you're not making anything. So you're not making that up. Um, and, uh, you know, even like 10%, it's very hard to make up now. So ultimate discipline is very important. Um, I can't stress it enough. Um, you know, and just, it's just something to think about in your own lives, uh, and investing and outside of it too. So, um, Hit me with any uh, questions or comments. Uh, email me. Uh, feel free. And uh, talk to you guys next time. All right, bye.